And it just it just works. And the switch, you kind of have to find the G spot on the switch right now to get Welcome to episode number 51 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. We've officially hit the two-year anniversary of the show. I'm your host, Les, and my co-hosts today are Dade and Lenore. We're going to be talking about coffee, but first, let's talk about what we're consuming. Dade, what's exciting in your world? Okay, well, I am writing with an 811, which I don't like, um, in... A in an M memo Maroman A7 sized pocket notebook. Um, it's this little like flip notebook that I keep um, next to my bed because I'm recording in bed. Um, so it's just a I really like it. It has really super smooth paper. It's weird though because one side of the paper is lined and the other is blank. So it's kind of interesting. Um, and I am drinking a cup of Revelator Petunias. I'm drinking a cup of Revelator Petunias, um, and I have a pound of Clatch's Best uh, House Blend on the way. I've been super addicted to the coffee offerings from Trade. I don't know how long I've spent on that website, like, you know, looking through the matches um, <laughs> that they've given me. I'm like, ooh, I want to try that. Ooh, I want to try that. Um, so we'll get to that later on. But um, I definitely love Hate You, Les, for introducing me to that. You're welcome. <laughs> Um, it's so good. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I finally got my hands on the Baron Fig Grow Journal. Um, I like it so far. I don't want to give away how I feel about it totally because then you won't read my blog. So I'm going to be working on the review this week. It should be posted by the time that this podcast is live. And finally, um, I'm excited about the Baron Fig Limited Edition Square Click. The purple looks amazing. Um, I don't know if either of you uh, took a look at these, um, but what do you guys think about that? I've looked at it, and I have one coming to me, so mm -hmm. we'll, we'll see what I think about it when I, once I get it in hand. I do love the purple color. Yes. I like the purple color. I actually am less enamored of the uh, design on it since I got a you know, like some other pictures from the first pictures. And I, you know, I'm not, I don't want the click. I'm not that interested in it. I don't think I'm going to buy this one. Yeah. I mean, I didn't love the click when it first came out. Um, I don't know. It felt like in my review, I think I, I put like the click mechanism didn't feel satisfying, which is kind of like a nitpicky reason to not like something. <laughs> but um, we'll I mean, see. not when there's so many choices out there. It's not, I mean, true, true. Right. Yeah. Well, there's that whole there's that whole thing about too much choice makes you feel like if you just tried harder then the perfect thing would be out there and if you have less choice you're just happy with whatever you have. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> So and you're right too, Lenore. I saw some other pictures. Um I think Andy has his hands on one already. Um I don't know, like I don't hate the design around it, but I don't either. It just doesn't it just, tickle me, so it's I'll know more when I have it in my hands, which should hopefully be this week. Um, so that's really what's going on in my world. I've been sick, as you can probably tell, for the past week. So I haven't really been doing anything but sleeping and drinking coffee. So um, that's really it in my world. Uh, what about you, Lenore? Um, so I have been looking. You know, I'm just trying to finish the semester right now. <laughs> I have six <laughs> classes left. 
three meetings in each class, you know, so it's like 12 hours of class and I'll, and you know, just then massive amounts of email and I've got to write three finals and I've got a bunch of various administrative stuff to do and, um, you know, trying to leave myself set up so that the summer course will be, uh, you know, as much as I can right now, making it so that there's not such a mess when I'm teaching it in the summer. So that's kind of consuming my headspace right now. But um, Spawn and I did get to have a little like hedonistic weekend of, of we, we went to two superhero movies in the theater. And I literally don't think that's ever happened before for us. But Spouse was out of town. So we got to do that. So we went and saw Captain Marvel. And then we saw Shazam. And they're both really fun. So that was good. Um, and I'm sitting here drinking some Honey Brothers Good Morning Roast. <laughs> um, and Les, if you like their uh, if you like their bags for making wallets, because it's so funny to have the Honey Brothers uh, logo. Um, I have a I have a stack. Excellent. And yeah, so you do want them? Oh, I've, yeah. I've been uh, yeah. I've been collecting them in an eddy on my dresser <laughs> and uh, just haven't gotten them into a, you know, I kept forgetting to ask if you wanted them because I didn't want to just like send you my trash, but, um, <laughs> but we do go through a fair amount. And then I had, I've been watching agents of shield the last week and I had kind of fallen off it for a while. I hadn't seen season five. Like it kind of, it kind of fell away and then it felt like I was going to have to watch earlier stuff before I got back in and I wasn't that into it. And so then I just got back into that and started watching it, uh, season five. And every time that I have to like, you know, go do something like showering or going to work or, you know, cooking a meal or interacting with my child, I'm just like, <laughs> like I just want to watch more TV. So I got into that space again with this that, you know, I kind of get addicted to the binge watching and I don't get to devote myself to it the way I'd like to. But that's been really fun. So how about you, Les? So I am writing with a 24 in my podcasting notebook. It just it felt right. Um, it matched my mood today. So um, I grabbed the 24 and I'm just I remember how much I love that pencil. So really into that. I just finished a fabulous book uh, by Rebecca Roanhorse called Trail of Lightning. And it's generally, so it's in a post post-apocalyptic um, story written um, from the perspective of the main character who is a Navajo uh, or Diné, depending on um, who, who you are, if you're a colonizer or not. And it's sort of, it, explores um, mythology from a Native American perspective, which is really, really interesting. Um, I don't usually like post-apocalyptic books. I'm usually uh, post-apocalyptic. I've read this before. Um, so I usually avoid them. But this is just so fascinating. And the main character is uh, likable but unlikable. So... I did enjoy that. And she explores kind of uh, PTSD and trauma, but not the stereotypical trauma that happens to female characters. So that's pretty cool. And it's written really, really well. So 
highly recommend Trail of Lightning and uh, what's the next book? It's um, something about locusts. Anyhow, um, so that's that's super cool. And I'm deep into Sandor Katz's The Art of Fermentation. I just popped open a three-week-old fermented sauerkraut, and it was so perfect with pork chops last night. It was sweet, tart, crunchy, and just really good. I made kimchi last weekend, and I put way too much ginger in it, but I like ginger, and it's I don't understand out. when you put those words together. Too much ginger? <laughs> yeah, like that doesn't mean anything. Not possible. <laughs> uh, well, in this case, the ginger overpowered... Um, the chili and the, um, garlic. So it wasn't as balanced. Like I like a balanced kimchi and this was just like ginger pow, punch you in the face, which usually I like, but it just wasn't quite what I wanted in that moment. But I put it on a hamburger and it made the hamburger magic. So highly recommend those two books. Nice. And I have just finished a cup of coffee uh, that I ordered, or a bag of coffee. I finished a cup of coffee from a bag of coffee <laughs> that I ordered from Trade. Um, the roaster's name is Verve, and I can't remember, I don't have the bag in front of me, what coffee it was, but it was from their um, subscription service, so we signed up to get surprised. And they surprised us with something we like a lot. I think it's a coffee from guatemala or costa rica which tend to be coffees we like a lot so we're not uh i just want to throw out there we're not sponsored by trade we just seem to really like trade um and that does take us into our main topic for today and that is coffee so we figured we talk about coffee on the show a lot and it is one of those things that really just seems to fuel us and for many people who enjoy stationary coffee is a major fuel that we all partake in sometimes it's tea but for the most part people seem to really enjoy coffee unless they can't have it um so i thought i would survey you guys and ask you what are your favorite brands well i think for me since i am newer to like the other than starbucks coffee world um I don't have like a huge long list because I'm just getting introduced to um, different brands. I will say that I do like Heine Brothers. <laughs> um, Lenore sent me um, some coffee about a year ago, and that was super good. Um, but really for me right now, I don't have a favorite because I'm in that ex exploring kind of stage where, you know, Every time I get coffee delivered, it's like Christmas. It's like, that's why I think I'm so addicted to trade because like it makes these, you know, it asks you these questions, you rate the previous coffee you had and then it does its little thing and, you know, then you get notified your next shipment and you find out what coffee it is. I really like that. Um, so I, right now I don't like the, the coffee I'm drinking now, um, is by a coffee company called Revelator. They're out of Birmingham, Alabama. Um, and the coffee that I had from them, um, it's called Petunias. It's their house blend. And um, I really like it. It's a lot of times you when you read a description of coffee, you know, it's like with notes of whatever. And, you know, and you're like, yeah, whatever. And, and I know how to taste coffee. Um, one of the better things about Starbucks back in the day when I worked for them was you went to coffee college for a week and you learned how to, 
you know, taste coffee and recognize different notes in different coffees. And it was really good. I, I hope they do that still. I doubt it. Um, but this uh, Petunia's house blend um, said with notes of cherry and chocolate. And I'll be damned. I'm tasting cherry and chocolate. It is so good. Um, so and it's it's super um, smooth, too. So. I don't know. I, as far as brands go, I guess my list will be growing and then I can eventually choose from that. But those are my thoughts on, on my non Starbucks brand coffee that I've had so far. What about you, Lenore? Yeah. So, um, since we moved here, we, oh, well, so when we first moved to Louisville, there was another coffee house, um, Highland coffee, and they had a location downtown and it was, you know, it was really, it was on our paths. So it was easy for us to step over there for a cup of coffee. And so we would usually get our bagged coffee from there. And we had one that we really liked, but then they closed the downtown location and the other one's just not like we would have to go to it to get coffee. And that was when we ended up settling on the Heine brothers because they have a lot of locations and they have, you know, two of them are within walking distance of our house and one of them's on the way to school. And so it's like, it's really easy to get into their, um, into their locations to buy a bag of coffee. And so we settled on this good morning blend, which is probably what I sent y'all. And, um, you know, it's just our, it's our house coffee. It's what we get all the time. And so for a while when I would be traveling, I would always try to pick up a bag of coffee from, you know, a local roaster or a local coffee house. And it was always fun to do that, but we never like it as much. And so like this morning I had some, you know, I made this coffee that I had picked up and, uh, you know, and it's, I, he just didn't like it at all. He was like, yeah, he didn't even want to drink it. And so we, you know, so I like light roasts, but they're really hard to get commercially. That's actually why I started roasting way back in the day, um, is because the light roasts are so fragile and you have to, you know, you really have to like grind them and drink them pretty quick um, because all of those uh, kind of fruity floral things that um, that you develop in the light roast evaporate quickly and oxidize quickly and they don't hang around for long, whereas you haven't really developed all of the you know all of the more caramelized earthy car you know butterscotch those kind of deeper notes that you get in a dark roast you haven't you haven't developed those so once the once the light stuff evaporates or gets oxidized there's kind of not a whole lot left you know but um yeah so we're just that's that's what we end up drinking in our house all the time we keep trying other stuff and we never like it as much <laughs> so i'm super super um happy that i have Atomic Coffee Roasters so close to my home. Um, Dade, I know that you, when you've come out to visit, you've got some um, Atomic. And yes. Lenore, I definitely have to send you a bag at some point. Um, they do, so in the past, they used to do medium roast and dark roast. That's That was pretty much all they did. And they've recently changed, so probably in the last couple of years, changed their roasting habits to more modern styles of lighter roasts. Um, 
So that tends to be the type of coffee that we pick up on a regular basis, and then we adjunct that with stuff from trade or things online. And we also have a lot of really nice coffee roasters in the area, and well, if we still drove in a short car ride away. So um, we've been able to explore some really fabulous coffee that we actually like quite a bit. Um, so we have we have Atomic in walking distance from the house, I actually get off the bus early and go to Atomic and pick up a bag of coffee, um, usually on Friday nights, because then I can have afternoon coffee afterwards. Uh, we also have a cafe called Gusto, and they have Stumptown, and they're also experimenting with a guest bean. And so their guest bean will be some other sort of some other roasters coffee. So I've actually had Verve before I got it from trade because they had it there as their guest bean. Um, and then there are a couple of other roasters in Boston that they featured as their guest bean. Um, and this was one of the things that I really liked when I was still in school was that I would go to a cafe and they had their house coffee, which was amazing. George Howell did all of their roasting for them. So we would be able to get that as our you know, go to coffee. And then they also had the guest bean program there, which was really so amazing. I wish more cafes would do something like that where they have a house coffee that is something that they either have that they roast or roast for themselves. And then they feature another brand's coffee as sort of a guest showcase type thing, because I think it's just so amazing. And helpful, you know, it's really nice to be able to explore a bunch of different coffees from the same cafe. And that's sort of a service that I, I really miss because I don't go into Cambridge for school anymore. Um, but I like that Gusto has something somewhat similar. But I think that in terms of services, that trade is something that kind of fills that void for me. I'm not getting anything local. Well, although Atomic Coffee Roasters is featured on trade, they're one of their partners so that's that's the services that I kind of like. Any services that you two like, Dade? Start with you. Um, trade. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like <clears throat> I'm. I swear we're not sponsored by them. Like we should be at this point. Um, <clears throat> you know, I I'm sure there's other subscription type services out there. Um, but I feel like <clears throat> it scratches all the itches that I have. For coffee, and I like their website because they have, um, you know, I would never buy the equipment that they advertise on there because it's way more expensive than it should be. You can get it elsewhere cheaper, but um, they have a lot of like how tos. So, like someone who's totally new to brewing coffee, for example, <clears throat> um, you know, and you want to learn how to, I don't know, like use pour over, like it tells you how to do that. Um, so I really like the design of the website and how clear and clean it is. Um, so that is really my only service that I will probably ever use. Cause I don't drink enough coffee yet at this point. Um, I haven't gotten Gina on the bandwagon. She's still drinking Keurig. I think I need to like accidentally uh, knock the Keurig machine off the counter. Um, gross. <laughs> well, but I mean, gross. And also like, I like <laughs> coffee, but it does, doesn't, create enough landfill waste whatever shall i do oh right Keurig. and uh, like uh. her rationale is like well you know i get the k-cups for free and i'm like it's not worth it if i was paid to take them 
Um, I have a um, reusable K-cup. Yes, we have we, one too. Oh, okay. Like we have like the stainless steel version and we don't have yeah. a Keurig machine anymore. I wonder if you ground some coffee up and put it into the little K-cup for her, if she yeah. would use that instead. Oh. Um, I'm thinking of that. I'm also thinking of just like, you know, being a nice spouse and like waking up before her and making her a cup of coffee <laughs> and hand delivering See, there it. there you go. And not That's telling why spouse her. and I are still married. <laughs> not telling her, you know, like, hey, this is, you know, because she's, she actually for a while was making pour over coffee. And I was so proud of her, even though she was still buying like pre-ground, like coconut breeze coffee from the grocery store. She was using pour over. Um, and I'm sure we'll get to this when we talk about equipment, but I recently just bought a new kettle um, with like a gooseneck pour so I can actually make pour over that's not obnoxiously saturated, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. yep. I, I was just boiling water on the stove in a little pot and then gingerly pouring it over. Not good. Um, so no, she was using pour over, you know, stuff before. So it's not that big of a stretch. Um, she did comment though. So I had, when I got the coffee in, I, I don't like the bags that seemingly a lot of the roasters use. Um, it's like a bag that has this like pull tab thing. Um, but I like Hulk smashed it and like ripped the bag. So I poured it into like, go ahead, Les, you're going to say something. Uh, Yeah. I was going to say the flat bottomed, uh, bags that are technically better for the environment, but, uh, they end up getting thrown away because they're not recyclable, uh, anywhere except certain jurisdictions and, I can't reuse them, so I especially hate them for any – like, I can't reuse them for any of my crafts, so I hate right. them. Right, right. So I um, poured it into, like, a like a mason jar that I have, and uh, she's like, wow, that smells really good. And then I ground some up, and she's like, whoa, that smells great. So I, I'm going to get her on board with this because I hate the – and, like, the Keurig machine, actually, it's funny. She doesn't even make coffee every day. So we actually use it for hot water to pour into the cat's food when we have when we feed the cats because <laughs> it's it's not like boiling. You know, it's kind of like a safe temperature once you mix it with the wet food because our cats are picky and they like warm food. Um, so that's what we're, it's, a, it's a cat food warmer machine at this point. So but anyway, I digress. Um, I just like how trade is very user friendly. I mean, it took me legitimately less than five minutes to click on the link and like sign up and they ask you a bunch of questions and they make it like no like so some of the questions were like how do you take your coffee and i'm like well when i was drinking bad coffee i put cream and sugar in it but like if it's good coffee i don't put anything in it so like uh so there's an option to put like you know determine the answer from other questions you're asked so it's like this really cool you know experience so anyhow that is how i feel about trade Lenore, do you use any services? Um, actually, so I was um, I was a Javalia subscriber. Oh, that's back. a call back into the 90s. Yeah, <laughs> right? like I think around like 1992, 93, I started um, subscribing to them because, you know, I was in an area where like all you could get was, you know, grocery store coffee. It wasn't like we had a Starbucks Um and I was in grad school and, uh, I used to, I used to drink my coffee with, 
a ton of sugar and a ton of non-dairy creamer, like the powdered kind. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Talk about a callback to the 90s, right? So um, there was this little sandwich shop across the street from the building that I worked in in grad school. And, um, and you know, like I would go in there for a cup of coffee almost every day. And, uh, and the guy's so undercharged. Like, I mean, it was like 35 cents for a cup of coffee. And this was in the 90s. So this was just because Starbucks wasn't a thing yet. And so um, I would be in there like carefully decorating my coffee cup, preparing it to pour the coffee into it and measuring out all the reagents and everything. And uh, one day, three people came in, filled their coffee cup, paid and walked out while I was preparing mine. (laughs) And I just thought, if I could learn to drink black coffee, I would graduate sooner. (laughs) So then I bought myself a pound of Kona and I didn't enjoy it for the week. You know, like the first week I just, I was drinking this completely black coffee with no decorations in it, but it was good coffee that I wouldn't normally have afforded as a grad student. And, um, by the end of the week, I was actually enjoying that. And I've never, I've never gone back. I've, that was what, 20 years ago, um, 25 years ago. Jeez. So, yeah. So I drink mine completely undecorated and it's really nice because we both do in this house. And so, um, and I don't like it really, really hot, and he does. So when he's, you know, like if we split a cup of coffee somewhere, we just size up and share one cup of coffee to go. And by the time it gets drinkable for me, it's cold enough he doesn't want it anymore. So he's like drinking the top half and I'm drinking the bottom half. So it works. It does. So, um, man, Javalia, I haven't thought about them since like literally 2000. <laughs> Well, they're still out there. I actually looked it up um, uh, just to see. I was like, man, I haven't heard anything about them in a while. But yeah, they still have they still have the subscription service. So I uh, I was also a Javalia subscriber probably in 1998. Yeah, so my ex and I signed up for the uh, free coffee maker, which right, was yes. um, Hunter Green, because it matched our kitchen, because everyone's kitchen in 1998 was Hunter Green. Oh. Um, and then we ended up, you know, after you got the, the, the free coffee maker and a couple of bags of coffee, we just ended our subscription. But um, we were really lucky back then that we had a local cafe slash beer shop slash tchotchke shop. Like they had all kinds of weird kitchen stuff, but they had a wall of Green Mountain coffee and other brands of coffee. And um, yeah, we would just buy a ton of coffee and uh, we 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 started earlier buying whole beans than a lot of our friends. Um, and I remember, so for my birthday in 1998, my ex bought me, and I still have it, a Starbucks thermos. Um, so it's a we'll get when when I get into carry methods, I'll we'll talk more about it. Um, but yeah, so and that was back when it came with a bag of coffee and back then starbucks didn't suck it wasn't charbucks everything wasn't burnt so there i actually got a bag of medium roast 
beans from Mexico, and they were the most delicious coffee I'd ever had in my life. They tasted like milk chocolate and deliciousness. So anyway, um, that's I'm I'm going off on a tangent here. So let's get into favorite brew methods. And so let's start with you again, Dade. What's uh, it sounds like pour over is your go to. Yeah, I really like pour over. I think because I don't drink a lot of coffee, like, like I can't justify making a pot of coffee. So I make it by the cup, which the mugs that I use are actually two cups of coffee because they're like right now the mug I'm using is my favorite. It's actually from Starbucks, but it's an 18 ounce mug. So it's more than two cups. Um, so I basically just always use pour over because it allows me to, you know, not waste. And also if I want another mug, I just make another thing. So, um, but yeah, I, I haven't had a coffee pot in probably a decade because, um, first we got, when I first got together with Gina 13 years ago, I bought her forget what it's called. It wasn't the Keurig. It was this other like pod coffee system. I think it began with a T. Tassimo. Yes. Yes. And their pods were weird and it was a weird thing. And like they kind of died off because it just, it wasn't popular um, really at all. It made a decent cup of pod coffee. Um, and then we got the Keurig when we got married, someone gave it to us and that's just how I was suffering for a while (laughs) um and you're so spot on i just want to refer back to that last comment you made about starbucks you are so spot on about how far starbucks has fallen because like i said you know 15 years ago when i worked there it was just a different world i mean they had so much focus on coffee it's kind of sad how it it kind of fell by the wayside um but anyhow so pour over is is perfect for me um, I'm still kind of working out. Uh, I haven't made any purchases yet. Um, I guess we'll get to that with equipment, but I want to find not the perfect setup cause there is no such thing I feel, but a setup that is a little bit better than what I have now. Cause right now I'm just using like this plastic pour over thing I got for like $3 at my local co-op when I first started making pour over. Um, so, but yeah, that's, that's my brew method. Tried and true pour over. Oh, actually, rewind. I also have French press. Um, When I did work at Starbucks, what would happen is they would put stuff on super, super clearance. Mm -hmm. And um, we would accidentally, like, leave stuff in the back and then buy stuff for 75% off. Um, Sorry, universe. I'm a bad person. But anyhow, (laughs) I have so many, like, different sized French presses from when I worked at Starbucks. So occasionally when I was having more than one cup of coffee back in the day, I would use French press. But... Pour over for me now. What about you, Lenore? So um, my go-to method would be French press, and that's what I always did um, basically before I moved here. Um, and every time – you know, part of the thing with the French press is that it's so dependent on the temperature and the water and the steeping time as well as the coffee that you're buying. Mm-hmm. And so having moved back and forth between different altitudes, um, I always had to kind of – relearn the pattern for making good um, French press coffee. And, um, you know, it is more work, but I liked the ritual of it. And I liked, you know, like I liked getting up in the morning and grinding the coffee and 
putting the kettle on and, you know, I, I, I could cope with it as long as I had it wired. Um, but now I'm married to somebody who's a morning person and who gets up and makes the coffee and like, it's totally worth it that it's not <laughs> the way that I would make it because I wake up and there's coffee. And so he's been out of town three nights this week, three nights out of the last five nights he was out of town and I would wake up in the morning and there wouldn't be any coffee. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> like stupid machines broken. There's no coffee in it. And, um, so now you guys are going to laugh at this because the coffee maker we have, you know, the little ones that used to be in the hotel rooms before they all switched over in the past few years to the Keurigs or the ones with the little, uh, round, like filter pack dryer sheet thing, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, like the little two cup coffee maker It is actually a four cup coffee maker, but it makes two mugs of coffee. Essentially. Um, we have his coffee maker from when he was in college in the early eighties. I kid you not. Um, Don't he estimates last. that that I know. Yeah. And he estimates that I think it's a Krups and he estimates that it's probably made about 35,000 cup, uh, pots of coffee. And it just, it just works. And the switch, you kind of have to find the G spot on the switch right now to get it to <laughs> like do its thing. Um, That's going to be our episode title. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so, um, and then he keeps saying, I'm going to open it up and replace the switch. And I'm like, no, don't mess with it. You know? So if he, if we ever do get to the point that the switch just does not work anymore, I'm going to really advocate for just bypassing the switch and we'll just plug it in and unplug it because it's plugged in in a power strip on the counter anyway. So it's no big deal. Like I'm afraid if he puts a switch in like that, it's going to be dead. So um, just as a to go super nerdy on you about the Krups, if, yeah, it do is, it. if it is a Krups, there are instructions online on how to take them apart, clean them, descale them, put them back together and how to replace the switch. So the crux never occurred to me that particular like if it's the model that I'm thinking of that basically the crups model that everyone had in the late 80s and the 90s is super sought after by coffee aficionados because the it does bring the water up to the right temperature and it's serviceable if you have a little bit of uh, mechanical know-how. Yeah, and I I mean I love it because it you know, people talk about how great the Keurig is because you're just making one pot at a, one cup at a time and it's always hot. And they're like, this is perfect because we make two cups at a time and, it's, and it takes like five minutes, you know, so it's really, really easy. Um, and I, yeah, so that's really good to know. I, um, we have, uh, we have replaced the carafe like a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's getting really hard to find a carafe that fits. Because everything's gone over to the Keurigs, you know, it's not too bad. But I think we've got one more carafe in the free, in the cabinet because I bought three the last time. And this is the other thing. I'm like, if the machine dies, then it's stupid for me to have these extra carafes. But if I'm here 10 years from now going, man, that coffee maker, we had to get rid of it because we couldn't get carafes for it anymore. <laughs> you know, then I'm going to be bummed. So I'm really glad to know that. I'm going to look that up after we get done. Sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I actually, for a while, when I went through this phase where I had single cup coffee makers, and that was probably in 
like 98 to 2004 ish, I kept getting these single cup coffee makers and I had one that someone had gifted me from the sharper image and it would only accept a regular sized coffee mug. So no oversized mugs. It had to be just the right size and it came with a stainless steel mug and I used the heck out of that thing. Um, I remember that machine. I think I know what you're talking about. It was fabulous. And it was the first electronic device, or not electronic, it was the first kitchen device that I ever had that instead of having a red LED, had a blue LED. Whoa. <laughs> Sharper image, man. I know. Next level. Um, and I tried, like, that's how I I came upon how to fix the Krups machine because I was trying to figure out, I was in all of these like coffee, like forums looking for, is there a way to service this machine so that I can make it work again? Because it died on me because the, uh, it, it, I didn't descale it enough and it just got clogged because I had, I lived in a place with hard water and it just, it died on me. And then I went through and I got a Black & Decker single cup machine and then that thing was a piece of crap and then I ended up getting another and I didn't learn from my mistake, bought another Black & Decker. <laughs> um, and that used travel mugs instead of a regular mug. And I was like, I just want one that takes a regular mug because at the time I didn't take coffee with me. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I went through a whole series of single cup coffee makers because it was... You know, I was at a point in my life where I was only drinking one cup of coffee at a time and not taking it with me. And I was either living alone or um, we won't go there. But basically, like, I went through this whole series of coffee makers. And I've graduated to most of the time using pour over. And I have tested out the Kalita Wave, um, Melita, which is the type of uh, plastic coffee maker pour over that you probably have Dade, where it has a triangular wedge shaped round cone like filter. Yes. And that works really well. And Hario uh, or Hario, I'm not sure how it's pronounced. I'm butchering it probably V60. And the Hario V60 is my favorite. It's um, it uses a cone filter with a slightly flattened bottom or a point, depending on what kind of filter you've purchased for it. And it just really works really well. I've put a link to the Hario that I have. It's a V60 cone style with a 700 milliliter carafe that comes with it. Yeah, that's actually in my Amazon cart right now. Yeah, that is my favorite coffee brewer. And right now, like, I don't have the carafe anymore because um, Christy dropped something on it and shattered it. So I have oh. to order a new one. And I noticed that they've come down significantly in price since the last time I've bought one. I still, I use the, I use the, <laughs> the cone for it with a filter and I have an old, um, coffee pot from an old, <laughs> from a coffee maker we no longer have um and i just drop the cone into that <laughs> and brew <laughs> um or i'll put it into one of our french presses <laughs> and brew into the french press because i just can't give it up right so right. um and it's i find that the hario v60 is a really forgiving pour over whereas i find the melita tends to if you aren't slow with your pour you um it tends to just drain out super quickly. So you end up with a weak brew. 
Okay. Um, I've learned that when you first pour your water into a Melita or a Kalita and you're getting all your ground saturated, the next pour that you put in, if you shake or kind of give it a little jiggle, the pour uh-huh. over itself, it causes the grounds, the coffee to settle down into the bottom. So you get a more forgiving brew. So, uh, just a little hint there for anyone doing pour over, um, the other pour over style that I really like is the clever brewer. Um, so the clever brewer looks like a pour over, but it's got a stopper in the bottom of it. So you pour water in, you let it sit like a French press, and then you put it on top of a mug and let it drain out. Then you use it like a pour over to finish off your brew. Okay. So you end up getting the best out of a French press and the sort of that deeper, fuller, richer flavor you get in a French press. But then you also get the lighter notes that you get with a pour over. So I really like that as well. That's sort of one of those things where like on the weekend, I'll use the clever because it takes a little more thinking. Whereas a pour over, I can stand there like bleary eyed, like I've got my boiling water and let it pour. Um, whereas the clever, I have to use a timer and tell myself five minutes and then come back and drain it into the pot because I usually make enough with the clever for both of us because I'm, I'm the partner in the relationship that does the coffee. Christy would yeah, be happy if we had favorite. the Keurig. That's my favorite method of making coffee now is to be in a relationship with someone who gets up early and makes coffee. Well, for a while I was using it as sort of a mindful meditation type thing because you really, if you're doing pour over, you can just do the pour all the water in method or you can be super slow and mindful and you have to do that if you're using a Kalita or a Hario. You can't, you can't just pour all the water in because then your water just drains through super, super fast. So you have to be a little more mindful of it. And I, I kind of like that. And I also get really nerdy and I weigh my beans. Me too. And I weigh the water. I don't weigh, well, yeah, I guess I do. Like, so I weigh the beans and then when I'm ready to make my pour over, I put the cup, the pour of all the equipment and the beans and everything. And then I zero the scale out and then I weigh, yeah, I weigh the water because I yeah. go up to 400 grams. Yep. That's exactly what I do. I use a 16 to one ratio. So 16 parts coffee to one part um, no, sorry, wrong. 16 parts water to one part coffee. Yeah, because um, I measure 25 grams yep. of beans. There you go. Um, so yeah, so I, I get super nerdy. I weigh it. And depending on like where I am in terms of mindfulness, sometimes I'll like take notes on it. Like, does this taste good? What was the temperature of the water? Um, I haven't been that nerdy about it in a few years. I do that more when I'm, I'm doing my own roasting. Um, but I'm also taking note on roasting. I make roasting notes and things like that too. Um, and now that we have summer coming up, I will get into cold brew. Yeah, me too. And I love me some cold brew. Cold brew is one of my favorite things in the summer. There's nothing better than sitting on my porch watching, um, you know, watching the birds in my backyard and looking at the, you know, everything popping open um, with a cup of cold brew. So my method for cold brew is I use a one part coffee to four parts water ratio to make a concentrate. And then I thin it down with some water when it's ready to drink. 
And I use a two quart, like what the kind of container, the Rubbermaid container everyone uses to make Kool-Aid. Remember yes. those? So I have one of those and I have a, excuse the term, nut milk bag. I laughed so hard when I saw that link. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's so, a sack. It's not a... It is. It's a sack. It's a nut milk sack. <laughs> um, and I, I have bought them. I could that, so I did do a, a link in the show notes for one that you can buy, but I've also done my own with unbleached organic cotton muslin, which works significantly better than a regular nut milk bag. So the one that I linked in show notes is something similar to that. It's cotton. Um, unbleached organic so i use something similar now where it's basically a a sack that i've sewn (laughs) and you put the ground that like a cup of coffee and then you put four cups of water on top of it and adjust to the size of your container or how much you're actually going to drink that week and i let that sit in that quart two quart container on the counter overnight minimum of 18 hours um, and then decant it, squeezing out all the deliciousness from the grounds and the grounds I put around my garden because the neighbor's cats, um, don't like it. And then they don't poop in my garden <laughs> as much. And some of my plants really like it. So acid loving plants like it. Um, and then it stays good in the fridge for about a week. So yeah. cold brew. I did put a, a link for a cold brew filter that uses a metal filter that I'm thinking about investing in, seeing if I like it better than the nut milk bag. <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. I am. <laughs> I can't get over the name. That should be the title. <laughs> nut milk bag. <laughs> sack, sack. The sack, sack. drugs at home. <laughs> um, I can't say it. I can't. Uh, um, I'm yeah, glad you brought up rough. cold brew. What? I'm glad you brought up cold brew because I totally forgot about that brewing method because we've been stuck in the cold winter. Mm. Um, I started making cold brew. I used to work at a co-op and I was surrounded by people making things differently than I, like kombucha and cold brew coffee and kimchi and all that stuff. It was like I work with you, Les. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I Are you calling actually- me a hippie? A good way, in a good way, yeah. A little bit. Um, so I didn't know where to really begin with cold brew. I was like, what is the, you know, ah, I don't know. But I like it because about a year ago I had some stomach issues and drinking coffee was really hard, but cold brew didn't bother my stomach as much. So um, I just got one of those, like, I don't know how big the jug is, um, but you can get them at co-ops and stuff where they have, you can buy kombucha, like, on tap. So it was yeah. one of those like handle jugs. Oh, like growler. Glass. A growler. Yeah, but it was, it's pretty big, but yeah, it's a growler. So I got one of those from work. It was five bucks and then just um, made cold brew in there. And I filtered it um, not with a nut milk sack, <laughs> but kind of like this, like um, similar idea, like a kind of filter they sold there. I forget what it's called. I threw it away because it was, it was gnarly. But what happened was Gina got hooked to it. So this Christmas on Reddit, she participates in the Secret Santa. I don't know if you, either of you have heard of that. It's basically I stay a away huge, from Reddit. <laughs> I filter my Reddit experience. Um, so she requested this cold brew maker. Um, it's like a one liter 
um, pitcher. It's glass and it uses a stainless steel filter. Um, I can find a, I, I looked it up on Amazon. It's not available right now, but there's different sizes. Um, it's made by a company called Osaka. Um, but it's, it's really, really nice. Um, you know, it's, it's super easy to use kind of one of those set forget kind of things. And that's kind of, you know, what I'm about and it makes really, really good cold brew. So I'll get that together and put it in the show notes as well. But I totally forgot about cold brew. Hmm. Now I can't wait. My, uh, my in-laws gave us, um, a toddy, a cold brew toddy machine. Have you uh-huh. ever heard of this? I've heard of that. It was such a pain in the butt to use. So you had to, in the bottom of it, you had to put a rubber stopper and then you made your cold brew and you prayed, and not that I'm a praying person, but you prayed that the rubber stopper didn't leak overnight because if you woke up and the rubber stopper leaked at all, you ended up with freaking coffee everywhere. Oh, God. Um, And then you had to take the rubber stopper out and put it over this special carafe that came with it. And then you had to hope that that didn't get knocked over somehow. And when you have a partner who is so clumsy um, and is nicknamed the destroyer of all things, that ends up getting knocked over. And then you have a slurry of coffee grounds and coffee freaking everywhere. The toddy cold brew thing is the most annoying coffee make cold brew maker i've ever seen in my life because it's so prone to leaking and getting knocked over and just general coffee nightmare so yeah it was horrible (laughs) horrible horrible i have flashbacks to it now um so anyway so let's move into carry methods so favorite let's start with favorite cups and mugs dade you want to start us off sure i have a favorite mug I have a favorite travel type cup and I'm on the search for something thermosy. So maybe I can discover that now or soon. Um, so my favorite mug is this big clear Starbucks mug. Um, it's an 18 ounce mug. Um, it's very simple, basic. I think I picked it up in December, um, when they had their after Christmas clearance kind of thing. Um, my favorite kind of on the go um cup is from a company called Swell. I have way too many Swell bottles. Um way too many. I think I have 5, but that's another story. Um but they have travel mugs. Um they're called tumblers, but they have um they're really not travel. So they market them as travel mugs, but the lid system that they have is not spill proof. It's basically just a lid. Um, but the cup itself is just like a swell bottle. It's kind of like a hydro flask. I don't know if either of you know about those. Yep. Um, it keeps stuff hot for 12 hours, cold for 24. Um, the, the, the tumbler that I have from swell, even without a lid, cause I don't use the lid cause it's defective. Um, I coffee just in open air stays hot for about an hour to hour and a half just in that mug. It's uh, in the cup itself. So, I use that for kind of, um, if I'm at a coffee shop, I bring it with me. Um, because when my favorite coffee place just uses ceramic mugs and, you know, if I get a latte or something, it gets cold very quickly. Um, plus they always give me more because the tumbler is bigger than a, a coffee mug. Anyhow, um, as far as tra, I need something that's travel mug esque. 
meaning I can now that I'm brewing coffee at home, I can brew coffee, take it to go, and then wherever I end up, it's still going to be just as good, just as warm um, as when I first brewed it. I'm thinking of sticking with Swell. They have these travel thermoses, but I'm also open to other suggestions. Because um, I used to just use like whatever travel mug, you know, like Starbucks offered or, you know, I've, I've a cabinet full. In fact, I need to cull the herd because there's just way too many. Um, but nothing kept coffee hot. And that's what I'm learning with brewing better coffee is that, you know, drinking it fresh and hot um, is where you really enjoy it. I mean, I'm, I drink cold coffee too. I don't mind, but I don't know. So that's what I use. Maybe both of you have suggestions. Lenore? So I have two things. Um, uh, for like at home, um, my desk is a drafting table, so it's at an angle. And um, so I have all of these mugs that are smaller at the top than at the bottom so that I can set them on my, so I can set them on a, a little non-slip coaster thing on my desk. And, uh, one of them, I've got two that are, are my two favorite mugs. And both of them I just bought at pottery sales from local potters because, because I liked the shape of them, but they have a little bit of a narrower base and then flare out and then come back in again, kind of like a pitcher shape almost on a mug. And the narrow top lets me use them on my desk but the narrow bottom lets me set them down into the cup holder in my car far enough to like get away with so I've got those two that if I'm halfway down my cup of coffee and when I need to leave I don't have to pour it into a go mug I can take it with me and even though I have a stick shift I can still drink it in the car and have it not spill and it's fine but um that's what I take that's if I'm drinking it at home and just taking the last little bit of it with me, those cups are really good for that. My favorite travel cup, and it took me a long time. Like I went through a lot of different kinds of travel mugs. I don't like plastic if I can avoid it. I don't like to drink stuff that's been sitting in plastic, especially hot. So uh, my favorite is actually the Contigo Auto Seal mugs, and they're stainless steel, and the lid goes on and uh, the older ones, I don't know if they all have the locking mechanism now. The first couple I had didn't have the locking mechanism, but I could still like literally throw them in my bag and they wouldn't leak unless it was just bad luck and something pushed on the button while it was in my bag. But they're not just spill proof. They're actually leak proof. And if you have the one that has the, the lock on it, which now I have the lid that has the little lock on it, you flip that and it can't even then the button can't even get pushed. And I have been using those for about maybe four years. I've got one of them that has lasted all the way through from four years ago. I've lost a couple and I had one lid that went bad. Uh, I think the like gasket up inside didn't, you know, it, it, I don't know if it swelled or broke or got off track or what, but I've got one lid that doesn't fit. But other than that, I've had really, really good luck with those. And I've got one that I've had forever. That's my favorite one because it's got all my stationery company stickers all over it, <laughs> including some kind of old ones. But um, that's what I carry my coffee around in most of the time. And that keeps it really kind of too hot. Uh, if I fill that up, if I take that into a coffee house with me and get it filled up, I have to get them to throw in two or three ice cubes just so I can drink it today. 
because it's too it it keeps it really hot for a long time. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I use. Those two things. I like ceramic mugs and I like my stainless steel Contigo. Nice. Less. So for at home, I have a um, Fire King Jadeite D handle mug that I particularly enjoy drinking out of. I also have a D handle Fire King um, milk glass that I like, and those are sort of my go-to for at home. But there's those, you don't find those too small. No, I well because I I keep everything in a insulated carafe. Oh, so okay. it, it holds a perfect eight ounces of coffee and then okay. I go back to top off. Yeah. But, Cause I really like a large mug that I can, well, because my office is upstairs, so I'm not taking the coffee pot upstairs with me. So I'm like getting all my coffee at once and carrying it up. So that makes sense. Yeah. See what I found when I was using larger mugs was that by the time I finished the end of the coffee, it was ice cold. And I, I like my coffee, not ice cold or room temperature. I like it hot, but not too hot. So I tend to wait. And then I want to be able to finish it quickly <laughs> while it's at the right temperature for me. Yeah, um, I don't mind it after it's cooled down. Yeah, I don't. Oof, no, it's got to be hot or not at all. Um, So that that size works really well for me because it doesn't hold a ton of heat. And it um, gets to the right temperature relatively quickly. So that's my go to at home. But at work, I have um, a keep cup, an eight ounce keep cup in glass. So keep cups come in glass and plastic, and I prefer the plastic, but I also like having a lid. So it has a plastic silicone sealed lid um, that, you know, sometimes you might work with people who spit. Not that anyone where I work spits right now, but like I like to make sure that no one spits and accidentally spits into my coffee. Or that nothing falls into it. Like dog, we've got dogs at work, so I don't want to get dog hair in my coffee either. So I like making sure <laughs> I have a lid. That sounded really paranoid, but so keep cup is a really nice option for my at the desk coffee. I don't know that one. Did you put a? Will you put a link in the show notes? I will. I will. Good. Um, I want to see it's that. It's a Australian brand. So I do like that a lot. And it comes in a variety of sizes. So like the eight ounce is perfect if you're just getting like an espresso drink to go. So that's another thing. Like I will take the keep cup with me to the coffee shop near work and it's a good barista size. So it's like their sizes are all around standard barista size. Um, so then so sorry. that fire king, I just was th- that fire king mug is. That's the Giles mug, right? Yeah, yeah, the green yeah, one. So. Yeah, the jadeite. <laughs> that is the Giles mug. And Carry that just on. exposed my nerdery to the world. Not that everyone Oh, yeah, because, right, yeah, because who was in the dark about that? <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought you were out. <laughs> oh, very much so. Um, so then what I use, I have a couple of thermoses, and one is that 90s era double wall stainless steel Starbucks thermos, which works amazingly well. It keeps things hot for a good 12 hours. It's a really fabulous thermos. And um, 
So that's one of my go-tos. It doesn't have it. Unfortunately, I haven't put any stickers on it at all. I really should add some stickers, but the thing is all dented up on the bottom. I've dropped it and it just survives. It gets dense, but it just survives. That double wall stainless steel is amazing. Um, but one of the thermoses that I have, I, so Crema was a cafe in Cambridge that I used to go to all the time when I was in grad school. And on a whim, I bought one of their branded clean canteens. It is, I think the 12 or 16 ounce size. It's not big. It's, it holds just enough coffee to get me going. Um, but it also holds things hot for a really long time. Their original sip lid did not, was not waterproof. So it um, would leak if you tipped it on its side. Um, so I, you, there are, it, they have all kinds of like add-ons, different kinds of sip lids, different kinds of lids that you can get. And I purchased a wide mouth um, stainless steel lid. To, so basically when the coffee's inside the thermos sloshing around when I'm going to and fro, um, the coffee never touches any plastic. Which, like you, Lenore, I don't like uh, drinking anything hot that's been sitting in plastic for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, and the other great thing about Clean Canteen is that they're not lined with plastic. So a lot of um, the water bottle companies, particularly those that use um, aluminum or other um, metals other than the high-grade stainless steel, right? Um, line their thermoses or their canteens with plastic. And so clean canteen doesn't do that. So I really like them. And I really like that lid that has a a stainless steel stopper in it. So when I tighten it on, um, it never touches any plastic at all. It might touch the silicone um, seal, but nothing else. So I like that. And then I can put the sip lid onto it but more often than not what i end up doing is decanting from the thermos into my keep cup at at the office so um that works really well for me but clean canteen has recently and i was on their website because so they have replaceable seals that are removable so that you can clean underneath them and wash the seal itself so there's a their new seals have a little grab tab so that you can grab the tab, pull it out, and then put it back really easily so that you can wash and clean it. And the old uh, ta- seals didn't have that tab, and they fell out relatively easily, and mine fell out, and Christy threw it away. Um, right. Yeah. Not realizing that it was in the in the drain for the sink and just, you know, tapped out the sink drain into the trash. Right. And wah, wah, wah. And Clean Canteen, they have a special little... Um, maintenance kit that you can order and i couldn't find it on their website and so i sent them a message they're like oh here you go here's a free service kit um with a link to where i could buy it next time so great customer service i really like that about clean canteen and i've had to interact with them professionally in the past for my old job and uh they were lovely to deal with so um lots of good things to say about clean canteen plus my thermos holds things hot for a really long time. So I like that. 
Oh, that's great. I'm, I'm on the Clean Canteen site because I have had quite a few of their water bottles in the past. Mm-hmm. And I kind of quit using them because they always leaked. The tops just always, you know, I couldn't, it was a little too high maintenance having to keep it open all the time or keep it, I'm sorry, keep it upright all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I need to just order some new lids. Are the, are the, are the new accessories intercompatible with the old bottles? Yeah. Yep. Excellent. Yeah. So this is going to be great. So I think they, I don't know if they even had the loop top. I don't know why I decided not to get the loop top. Yeah. The loop top is the D D loop. That's the one that I have for my thermos. Um, I don't have their website open right now. Well, that's okay. I just, uh, I had the one with the like pull top, you know, drink sport nozzle thing, whatever they call it. And they just always leaked. The vent would always, you know, thing Mm. turned on its side. It was going to be dripping. Um, and so it was just too high maintenance, but I think with the, if I just give up on having the drink through cap and just, you know, be willing to unscrew it, then I can do that. So, yeah, yeah I hadn't checked that out in a while. I need to dig those things out cause I had several of them. Yeah. I really like, I have a 40 ounce that when I have to go places, that's what I use. Um, and then I have a smaller, so when I, when I worked for the market, um, People could return anything, but we couldn't shelve it due to some state laws. So every time we had someone was like, eh, my kid didn't like this, uh, the color of this bottle. And so they would just end up giving it to a team member. So I ended up with tons of free clean canteens. And, yeah, uh, nice. Yeah, it was really amazing. It was really, really awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, so... I don't remember where I was going. Yeah, the flip top lid is the one that I have, the stainless steel. Um, and they're great. They really just survive. I've got one covered in stationary stickers. So um, I've waxed philosophical about thermoses for a bit now. Um, and we are well over an hour. So I'm thinking that home roasting might be something that we get into in another episode. Yeah, maybe we can have a coffee part too, because I did want to talk about grinders. Um, oh yeah, but I yeah. also <laughs> I also need to uh, go to work. Um, so maybe we yeah, can have I a could talk for two. a whole hour about home roasting and grinding with no difficulty. Yeah, same yeah. here. That sounds like a really good plan, actually. Okay. I love you all so much. You guys same. are the best. So, um. You can find us online at RSVP Stationary Podcast. Dade, where can the people find you? You can find me in one of several places. First off, you can find me on my blog at weeklypencil.com. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Weekly Pencil. Lenore? I am mostly on Facebook either through the RSVP stationary group or the podcast for the erasables uh, group, which you should, if you haven't checked out the erasable podcast yet, you should check it out. It's pretty cool. That's where I am. How about you, Les? So you can find me at comfortable studio.com, Facebook at comfortable shoes studio, Instagram, and Twitter at original LC Harper. Um, so I just want to, I've completely skipped this little bit. Um, I want to take a moment to thank everyone for being so supportive on both the website and the Facebook group. It is just so wonderful to get so much support from the stationary community. It's been fabulous, um, 
just having that out there. And so, you know, if you haven't had a chance to join our Facebook group at RSVB, RSVP Stationary Podcast. And uh, if you love the show, for whatever reason, uh, share a link to your favorite episode or this one uh, on your social media and let people know why you love us or love the show. Um, and let us know too. We always, we're always looking for good feedback. So I just want to tell everyone that I appreciate them for being so supportive and for the fabulous discussions that we have online. And I want to thank you too for being amazing people. Oh, thank you both. Thanks. You guys are great. <laughs>